Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm Trudy Shar, and this is where we chat about the little lessons God is teaching us to fill up on Him so that we can pour out to those around us, all while pointing it back to Jesus. I am glad you're here, and let's dig in. I was recently looking out my front window, and it's one of those big picture windows. And every day, it just got a little worse. There was fingerprints on it, smudges, dirt, probably food from people's hands. And because we've been at home a lot, we've been looking out that window a lot. And it just got worse and worse and worse. Finally, I went over and got it washed inside and out. And I sat back and as I enjoyed the clean window, I realized, you know... Our view didn't change. It was still the same view. We still saw our neighbor's house, their vehicles, their woodpile, but our perspective did. Instead of looking through a dirty window, we were able to enjoy looking out of a clean window. And our perspective had changed. And it made me think right now, right now most of us are at home with the stay home orders we don't know what the future is going to hold in Ohio next weekish is going to be um, when the peak comes or in the next two weeks is when our peak is going to come. And we don't know what the future holds, but we're at home and we may might be a little grumpy about it or we might be a little, I don't know, who knows all our feelings, right? We have lots of feelings going on right now. But as I looked at my clean window, I thought, you know what? Sometimes our situation needs a new perspective. So I wonder about that for this COVID-19. I wonder if you maybe need a new perspective on what's going on right now. I know I do. Maybe you do too. So I thought maybe today I would just tell you a couple of things that have happened in the past that might change your view, not change your view, might change your perspective on the view that you're surrounded with right now. First of all, I want to say, Jesus told us, in this world, you will have trouble. He said that. In this world, you will have trouble. So, we know it's going to come. Right? We know trouble's going to come, whether it's health problems, whether it's death, whether it's disease, whether it's COVID-19, whatever it is, trouble is going to come. That's, that's what's happening between these two gardens, between the Garden of Eden, where it was perfect, and between the gardens in heaven that are also going to be perfect. There's going to be trouble in the midst of it. Throughout the ages of time, throughout, I'm just going with American history. Throughout American history, there was lots of times when there was trouble. During the Civil War, men were drafted. Sometimes they would say, pick one person from your family to go to the war. Think of how hard that would be to pick out one of your sons to go to the war. Um, Sometimes it was men would get together. And in the Civil War, you could pay a substitute. So men would get together and kind of like 
make an insurance policy for the draft. Um, they would band together, they would pool their money, and then whichever one of the five or six or however many men had banded together, whichever one of them got the draft, they would take that money that they had pooled together and pay a substitution so that they wouldn't have to go. In fact, much of the Civil War soldiers were being paid to be there. Much of them were substitutions. Like, there was more substitutions than there were actual real-life drafted people there. I thought that was kind of interesting. During World War I, the men and dad, dads went off to work, went off to war, and that left open so many jobs. So moms went to the factories to work, and the children were left alone. At school, they were, they were telling the teachers that they had to instruct the children that they would so that they could view war in, um, let me see, let me read it exactly. They wanted teachers to be informed of the events of the war. They wanted their imaginations to be awakened and their feelings aroused to an appreciation of the significance of the great happenings of the time. So kids in school were being taught that, um, that war was positive and their imaginations were to be awakened and a feeling aroused to appreciate war kind of twisted there. Um, but again, the moms were, the dads were off at war and the moms were off working in the factories long hours. So they weren't around to teach their kids that war wasn't all exciting. Um, during the depression, I mean, the reason for the Depression starting can be very controversial. Most people know that it started with Black Thursday and when the blacks uh, and the stock market crashed. The fear and the panic and people rushing to the banks to pull out their money. And it wasn't really, it didn't really, the stock market crashing on that Black Thursday wasn't really all the blame for the start of the Great Depression. There was lots of things in the blame. Um, the president at the time believed the government should not directly intervene in the economy and that that government did not have the responsibility to create jobs or provide economic relief for its citizens. So when a government doesn't really think that they should have any influence in the, in the economy, I mean, that right there can be kind of a steep, steep hill um, the Federal Reserve was stimulating a boom with dirt cheap interest rates and easy money in the early 20s. But then 1929, when just the economy crashed, the central bank was jacking up the rates so high that, you know, it just like interest rates so low and then going so high just messed with, just messed with stuff. Um, again, they raised, the c Congress raised tariffs so high that they virtually closed the borders to importing and exporting. I mean, that, that can mess with the economy. They doubled tax income rates in 1932. Um, there's just so much stuff that went into the Great Depression. 
so many things that compounded and made the Great Depression. And we know how the Great Depression was just poor, just so many people without jobs, so many people so poor. And we've heard stories, we've heard stories about the Great Depression. And I know sometimes it can be kind of scary, like, is the Great Depression going to come back with this COVID-19? I mean, we have to remember there were so many things in play that were happening in play right then. Um, even so, there were some things that good things that were learned during that Great Depression. Um, the banks became FDIC and insured and they learned a lot about the stock market and interest rates. Of course, America was left with lots of debt, but there were some good things that came out of the Great Depression. I would say the people themselves learned a lot, um, the stories that I've heard. But it was definitely a very dark time in America. Then World War II. There was so many people moving from jobs to going to the war again. Millions of students, retirees, housewives, unemployed, which was good because there were so many unemployed still from the Great Depression. This was kind of the start of the end of the Great Depression. But um, all those, the students, the retirees, the housewives, the unemployed, they moved into the active labor labor force because so many people went off to fight in the war they had the hours that they had to work were just so extreme um gasoline meat clothing were very tightly rationed most families were allotted three gallons of gasoline a work a week which you would you would probably just stay home like COVID-19 you'd just stay home with three gallons of gasoline a week Production of most durable goods like new housing, vacuum cleaners, and kitchen supplies was banned until the war ended. So right now we're seeing some, I just saw yesterday that Christian Books is closed down. So like there's a lot of things and Amazon is only shipping out some of the, na the needed essentials. So there's so many things like that that we see being shut down and during World War II, production of some of these things weren't even happening. They were banned until the war ended. And they had no one month, two month, you know, time frame. They were just, they were just banned. They were just banned. Prices and wages were controlled. Because the housing was in such short supply, because, you know, people, new housing was not allowed to happen. But of course, there were still people getting married. There were still children being born. But new housing was illegal, was banned until the war ended. So people were doubling up and living in very cramped quarters. It wasn't unusual for several families to be living together. Americans um, saved a lot of money during this time. A lot of, a high portion of their income during this time. If you think about it, what do people spend money on? New vacuums for their house, new houses, um, kitchen appliances. This is stuff that people spent money on. And if that stuff was banned, they had a lot of money saved. So that saving of money led to lots of growth 
after the war. So negatives, benefits, whatever. Anyways, just a different time, a completely different time zone. Time in history. One last thing I found when I was researching World War II is that there were so many people who rushed through high school. They were seniors in high school. They rushed through high school and they left for the war that spring. There was one story I heard where he wasn't quite 18, but he they let him speed through school. He was able to graduate. Graduate, I mean, no celebration, no party, all that stuff. But he was able to finish school early. He went and signed up. He said, they never asked my age, and I never told them. But he was definitely not 18 yet. So there's so much of that happening, and that gives that gives me a new perspective too. Like, there's a lot of seniors this year that are missing out on so much, and our hearts hurt for them, yet they're not being rushed through school to go fight in a war where there was guns and shooting and death. So it kind of gives a different perspective. Moving much further in history. In 1965, President Lyndon Johnson announced an order that would eliminate special status for men married after midnight of that day. So to put this in perspective, if you were a married man, you wouldn't have to be drafted into the war. But at five o'clock on August 26th, he made an announcement saying that as of midnight that night, there would be no special considerations for people married. So if you got married on August 27th, you could be drafted. But if you got married between 5 p.m. and midnight on August 26th, there would still be a special allowance to you. So that evening, young couples from all across the country headed to Las Vegas. They went to Las Vegas because there was no waiting period for licensing. There was no blood tests and a marriage license was 10 bucks. So you could easily make it happen. I read a story about Judge James Brennan. He said he came back to the office from performing a ceremony around 9.30 p.m. And there were 50, at least 50 couples waiting outside the courthouse wanting to get married. They wanted to get married before midnight. It was a mass of people and everything was rushed. He said that he performed 67 marriage ceremonies. He cut words out of the ceremony. He um, grouped couples together in the final moments of the 11th hour. And then finally, at a quarter till midnight, he put typewriter covers over the clocks. And he just kept marrying people over and over and over again until they were all married. We've seen how during this COVID-19, sometimes people have moved up their weddings and just like hurried things along. We, we see how the weddings are different. You know, they might have a couple people there and we feel my heart breaks for the peop the couples who are getting married right now. I mean, it's different than they imagined, different than they've always dreamed. But then I look back at this 
1965 and I think, wow, it just changes my perspective. So all these things that I found in history, they don't change our view of what's going on today. We still have COVID-19. We're still staying home. Our lives have still changed. Even if we're homeschoolers already, our lives have drastically changed. We're used to going out and being around people. Every one of us is being influenced in some way or our life has changed in some way during this. But I hope looking back at history, hopefully that helps give us all a perspective shift of the, the things that are that we're going through right now, the things that we're dealing with, the shortage of toilet paper, the staying home. We, we are here with our favorite, very favorite people. And yeah, there's, there's a chance of death in COVID-19. There definitely is. I'm not saying there's not. But it's not like we're sending our husbands, we're sending our sons off to war, where the chance of death is so extremely high. The chance of never seeing each other again is so high. And like I said, this doesn't change what's going on with COVID-19 at all. But maybe it'll help our perspective change. You know that verse that I said at the beginning that Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble? I'm going to read the whole verse now. So this is Jesus talking. He says, I have told you these things. Like I've told you there's going to be trouble. So that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And that's the key. That's the key in Civil War time, World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression, the marriage stuff that happened in 1965. This is the key to every single time in history. Jesus says, I've told you you're going to have troubles. I've told you these things so that in me, in Jesus, you may find peace. That's the key. That's the perspective shift that we all need to have. That's the thing we need to all remember. No matter what time in history, no matter what our trouble looks like, in Jesus, we can still have peace. Because as he says in the last part of that verse, this is, this is John sixteen thirty three. He says, take heart. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. This episode has been produced in collaboration with Jersey Limited Media. The theme music is by Scott Holmes and has been adapted for use herein under Creative Commons license. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the Learning Little Lessons podcast so that you get updates weekly. Or visit my website at learninglittlelessons.com for freebies, newsletters, and encouraging blog posts.